Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to The Moon Underwater, folks, where we are speaking to Robbie Knox. And apologies for the extended time you were laid out on those tenterhooks, long-distance tenterhooks, stretching as they did from Land's End to Juliet, Oscar, Golf, John O'Groats. Uh, but we hand back over to the lovely Robin to get the answers to this week's pub quiz. So the first question was to do with longitude, longitude, um, which UK city is closest to Edinburgh in terms of the longitude, that line going down the country? Is it Liverpool, Cardiff or Bristol? What are you saying, Robbie? I'm saying Liverpool, because I remember recently someone saying that Manchester was fairly close in line to Edinburgh. So I'm going to go with Liverpool. Mm, Liverpool. What are you saying, John? I'm saying Bristol, Rob, but I'm prepared to be wrong. The answer is, in fact, Cardiff. Ah, uh... Edinburgh is on uh, minus 3.19. Cardiff is minus 3.18. Bristol is actually further... No, Edinburgh is actually further west than Bristol, which is quite... Huh! Yeah. On our old friend, the Earth. On our old friend, your friend and mine, the Earth. But Cardiff is the one that's closest on the longitudinal line going down. So very well done if you've got that at home. Question two. As the crow flies, how many miles is it from Land's End to John O'Groats? Robbie, what are you what are you? I'm going to say 1,070. Mm. I've gone, as the crow flies, I've gone 702. Interesting. 603. Ah! Yeah. I think uh, if you're driving it, it's 800 and something. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, 603. That's crazy, isn't it? That is so a suppose... lot less than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I know the distance from Bristol to Edinburgh because I've driven it so many times. But so I was sort of extrapolating from that. But sure. I've overegged my own pudding there. Well, speaking of Bristol to Edinburgh or the other way, how many hours does Google Maps suggest it would take to walk from the Dagda in Edinburgh to the Highbury Vaults in Bristol? What do you reckon, Robbie? One hundred sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, hang on. 
Okay. Hang on a second. Some serious maths going on here. No, I, I made a serious miscalculation. <laughs> right, you've got 7,000 million or something. Um, you I'm, don't factor in how many times you just return to the Dagda because you just want to go back. No, there. I'm saying 155. <sighs> okay, 117. So John really? does nab it there. Well, my, but, my yeah. initial guess was 15.5. Um, but, 15 hours? Yeah, because I... I, 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 I wish. I left off a decimal place, so I just right. uh, added it. Imagine if it only took 15 hours to walk to the doctor. I think the drive from Bristol to Edinburgh yeah. is 392 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to check that out in my mind, just for my own sense of... Well, uh, three, 373.5 guess it depends where you're leaving from and to anyway that's a boring thing i just did uh well fantastic uh pub quiz this week uh robin uh, we move on now back to this ski resort pub with an alpine feel it's got kakani five percent mutzig tbc percent two beers on draft it's got a pink carver, one euro a bottle. Um, so this this pub is running at a massive loss. Yeah, it'll be bankrupt in a few minutes. Yeah. But every time you return to the carver, it's somehow harder to get access to. Uh, and also bottles of Colonel Table beer. But, uh, Robbie, what are your two spirits? Well, I'm going to pick, first of all, a gin. Um, I... Um... I'm a bit annoyed by the popularity of gin these days because well, I've got mixed views on it because I liked gin back in the olden days. When I, when I lived in Vancouver in, in 1998, there was a, they like a sort of trend in Vancouver, they like a new thing going on. There was this trend of swing dancing and martinis and I would drink quite a lot of gin martinis and got, got quite into them then. So when gin became hugely popular here recently, it was a bit like, your favourite indie band has sort of taken off. And I've got that slight snobbery around it now. But on the other hand, you do get loads more nice gins. So I'm going to go for gin. I've gone for a uh, Silent Pool gin, which I particularly enjoy. Mm. Ooh, where's that from? I do not know. The the, the internet. Well, (laughs) we've got three minds on us. So let's, let's look it up in our minds. Oh, what a bottle. It's funny that well, the the kind of when people when people complained about this you know gin being everywhere it was a bit like when people were complaining oh everywhere does pulled pork now and you know it's like but, but pulled pork's really nice yeah yeah do you know I, what I mean I'm, it's I'm, like I'm fully aware really nice. it's a good thing but also <laughs> yeah. a little bit of me is like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> uh, it's a very very beautiful bottle it's very smooth tasting as well very nice. Is yeah. it really? Would you have that in a martini then? So more or less neat, kind of. I would have it. Yeah, I'd have it with a little bit of a little splash of vermouth, maybe yeah. an olive in there, perhaps. But also, I'd have it. I'd have it with with tonic in the traditional way, or with with juice in a sort of Snoop Dogg gin and juice style thing. I'll, I'll mix it up. Very nice. It would look just right next to uh, certainly uh, a bottle of Kakani. Both very glacial choices, uh, Robbie. Uh, what's your second spirit? I'm going to stick with the mountain theme here, and I'm going to go for the shot that is most dispensed in ski resorts, which is Jägermeister. Oh, uh, whoa. I, will, I will not be serving it with um, Red Bull, however. It will be just as a pure shot, because there's nothing I want more when I'm an hour away from going to bed than a Red Bull. It's a dreadful... And when someone goes, oh, I've got some 
got some vodka red bulls. What did you do that for? And it's not because I don't want to do the shot. I'm fine with the shot. It's the red bull. I just don't want to be awake at 3 a.m. a little bit drunk. Well, the worst thing is with Jagerbomb is that the alcohol does send you to sleep. But when it wears off at about sort of 3 a.m., then the the, the Red Bull is unmasked and you just wake up in that horrible place where you're between drunk and hungover, which I think is actually less... Which is where you've been most of your life, John. (laughs) 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 But I I think it's... I think waking up at like four in the morning, not yet hangover, not quite drunk, is worse than having a hangover. Yes. Yes, I would agree. It's horrible, and then you don't get that good day, that good night's sleep, and then the next day you just, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. So I won't be serving any Red Bull with my Jaeger bombs, or if I do, it will only be up to six pm or something. I'm not letting anyone yes. order it after. Like 6 Italians, PM. they don't drink espresso after like midday or yes. something. Yes, well, I'm the same. Yeah, I don't drink like coffee that. after after midday because I, I feel it does affect me if I have it later on. And um, so yeah, but but just pure shots of Jägermeister is a is a terrific. Mountain drink, and I'll be. I'll I can't be say I've that. ever had it on its own. I'm afraid it's always been a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. It's not. None. No spirits taste amazing to down. No shots really taste amazing. But it's. It's. It's not too horrendous. It's not tequila. Yeah. Um, yeah. Am I right in thinking that Jägermeister is the sort of, like, if you went to Germany, there's sort of like better versions of that specific liqueur oh, if it's a liqueur. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it a bit like sort of saying, oh, I'll, I like Australian beer, so I'll have a Foster's? <laughs> maybe, quite possibly. I don't, yeah, no, you're, you're quite possibly right. Yeah, I don't know. It is pretty prevalent around the outside. And in Austria, I remember having it a lot. There's a game that they that you sometimes play, because there's less sort of health and safety, it seems, in, in, in Austria. There's a game that you can play where you're drunk, where there's a big bit of wood in the middle of the bar and some nails and a hammer... And you have to put the nail (laughs) in and you have to hit it, but you can't like hit it close. You have to hit it from a distance and try and get the nail in. And whoever the winner is the person who gets the nail fully into the bit of wood at the end of it. So it's basically drunkenness, hammer, nails, Jaeger. The Jaeger's just next to it. The Jaeger's not part of the game. Yeah, yeah, sure. We still haven't had your wild card. I've got to say, as a a fan of the wines of the region uh, that your pub is in, I'm... I'm personally feeling a lack of Riesling, uh, but that's just me. That's just me. But I could, I would dearly love to sit in this. Would you have a view of the slopes? A big yes. sort of panoramic window. Yes. So we're at the bottom. We're right at the bottom of the slopes. So you can ski all the way up to the edge of the pub if you want. Take your skis up, put them outside. So you can see the mountains. You can see at night um, them grooming the slopes. You can see the lights of the sort of snowcats grooming the slopes, ready for the next day. Um, there's a little outside bit as well. So if you come down um, early in the day, you can sit outside on a nice day and have your have your mutzig in the sun. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's in a good location. If you were to replace ski slope with golf course and those little things with greenskeepers, right. I, I would be in absolute heaven. So I can appreciate what that feeling of anticipation is like as the light changes and almost the the slope is put to bed. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Your pub.
pub certainly sounds like the place that would also have a lot of books in it. And the Moon Underwater is the same. We have a library here and every week Robin imparts one publy tome upon its shelves. So Robin, what have you chosen for us this week? Thanks, John. Yes, so this week in the pub library, it's a little bit different because it's not really a book as such, but it's um, the comedian and journalist David Jesuderson, who is a big pub fan. He writes for the Good Beer Hunting website. And this is, uh, I thought this was just a really, really nice piece of writing about pubs. Uh, this is an extract from a piece he wrote for Pellicle about Desi pubs. So I'll go on to explain what they are for now. I was hoping my first visit to a pub would be a rite of passage. Aged just 15, I felt more anxious about being the lone brown face in a white environment than I was about being served my first pint. Opening the door, an old man at the bar shouted, Anyone order a minicab? The town I lived in, Dunstable, had very few Asians like me in it, apart from, guess what? Nothing could have prepared me for the humiliating laughter that broke out after being mocked for daring to enter their world. I'd like to say I had a witty response to their cab driver jibe, but you can never be prepared for this kind of ignorance, especially when you're an awkward 15-year-old. It didn't stop me from having my first ever pub pint that evening, Wadworth 6X, very nice, and it hasn't dimmed my love for pubs in the intervening 20 years. Moving to a more diverse area helped, but even then there were many establishments that I didn't feel comfortable in, especially as the beer industry has a blighted record in the way it treats people of colour. Desi pubs were first set up in the 1970s in places such as the West Midlands to give refuge to Indian immigrant workers escaping the discrimination of colour bars where they were banned from drinking in lounges or smoke rooms. The first Desi pubs became true community hubs, but the hostility these pubs and Asian landlords received is also an important part of wider British social history as it runs parallel to how England treated other groups of immigrants such as the Windrush generation. Landlady Mega Karna took over the Gladstone in Borough in April 2017 and changed the food from pies to, dish- to dishes such as chicken tikka and introduced Diwali celebrations with live Indian music. The pub isn't simply a transplant from Mega's home of Delhi though, with its local community relishing how it deftly mixes East and with West but retains the feel of a traditional boozer. It's the pub of my dreams and I wish it existed to my teenage self. Having a Desi pub in your area is a marker laid down that says every culture is welcome and reflects how Britishness is broad and is made up of many colours. Oh, fantastic. We've got to get him on. Yeah, it'd be great. We should definitely get him on. I think I know him. He used to be a comedian. Or may still be. Yeah, he's a stand-up, yeah. I think I gigged with him, like, literally 15 years ago. (laughs) Oh, let's get him into the moon underwater with a tome of that quality. What's the name again, Rob? Well, um, that's just an article he wrote for uh, an online magazine called Pellicle, but it's about Desi pubs. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to find out about them, and it'd be great to kind of go to some as well. Go to go to that one in particular in Borough. So you've you've put an article on the shelf. Yeah. So you're gonna have to tear <laughs> online, it online. You can have put a computer up there. Yeah, you can put your computer up there. Put an iPad. A Kindle. Yeah. Would it be on a Kindle? Yeah. The pub library going digital. I don't mind it. Great addition there, the article from David Jesuderson. And who knows, maybe he will be entering the moon underwater very soon. Um, but we don't just have a library, Robbie. We've also got a jukebox here and it plays whatever album our guests think would be most welcome in their dream pub. What are you going to hear? What are you going to pick when you're walking into this alpine resort? I've, I've given this a lot of thought. 
and um, struggled a bit. I mean, I do remember being on a stag do in Hamburg and it being awful and 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 poorly organised by the best man. It was just like it was like the equivalent of wandering around Leicester Square. But by chance, a guy I knew was with his German brother-in-law in a different bar in Hamburg. So I did a sort of little backdoor shuffle, left the stag do, and went to drink with some Germans in this really authentic German bar. And I remember them having a German song that was... What's the Johnny Mathis Christmas song? When a, when a child is born? Yeah, it was that, but it was in German with German lyrics, and it wasn't a Christmas song. <laughs> it was the same tune. So ideally, I would like that, but I don't know what the album is called or know about it, but it was a real... All the Germans were singing along to it. So I'd like this, but I might need a bit of help tracking it down. Sure. Let's see what our minds can do. Hmm. So there's that. If not, then just the first Weezer album, because we like Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) The blue. (laughs) Yeah, we've not got the blue album in, surprisingly. So it's not... It's not the same lyrics, but in German. No, it's the exact same... Well, I don't know. But it wasn't wasn't Christmas time. It was like in the summer. Is it sung by Johnny Mattis? I don't think, no, I think it was like a German, I don't don't, don't know, I don't know anything about it, but, um, oh, hang on, I'm I'm looking up here, in my mind, the original melody was Salado, a tune from 1974 by Circos D'Amico. I love your approach to this, Robbie, where you've chosen a beer you haven't yet tasted and a song you vaguely remember hearing once. (laughs) Yeah, but I remember the the pub absolutely going off. Cool. If I can get that back, just once, I'll take it. Right. The song is... Soliado, we're getting somewhere here. Many artists went on to cover the song, adding lyrics. Manolo Ottero recited a poem over it. The first version with proper lyrics was Trangen Lugen Nicht, Tears Do Not Lie. Sounds German. By Michael Holm, which topped the charts in Germany. This must be it. And became a top ten hit in Austria. Should we see if we can get a little? Um, yeah, hang on. I'm worried a about what it's going to do to Robbie. He's going to be transported back to Hamburg. <laughs> it was just that bit of escaping this stag do, yeah, this yeah. feeling of absolute release. <laughs> so the whole pub went crazy to that yeah, song. Yeah, and when it gets on, and I think it kicks in a bit more towards the end, mm. everyone's like, da 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 da. Sing the song, <laughs> and I go, "This is the middle of summer, and they're singing a German version of when a child is born." The Johnny Mathis Christmas song. So yeah, it was it was it was a life changing moment. So we now need to find out what album it's from. Yep. It's. I think it's from. Are you going to want the album on the jukebox though? <laughs> I there think might be so. some pretty. I, du- think I mean, it's not like the Weezer Blue album. There's going to be some duff tracks on that. Yeah, we never know. It might just be a different. It might be a selection of Christmas songs sung in German with. Non- Why don't you have things? the Weezer Blue album with that song on it? It's like a that bonus track. That like doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. No, I like. I like the fact that most people are going to put on this song, but then someone might press the wrong button. And you get some weird German song that isn't Johnny yeah. Mathis. Yeah. Uh, so there is, he does have an album called Train and Lugen Nicht, Lieder zum Trauman. Um, he also has a, an album called Minor Songs. Mm, I like the sound of the first one more. <laughs> yeah, so the album is uh, Train and Lugen Nicht, Lieder zum Trauman, which I don't know what that means translated. Leaders is songs, isn't it? Have you had this one before? <laughs> <laughs> Schau mich an, sag, wer hat dir wehgetan? 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. fantastic slightly esoteric uh, addition to the moon underwater jukebox but with a superb memory attached and that means mm. so much uh, in the songs of our minds um but we return now to your your pub uh to make the final addition you've got your kokani is it kokani is that you say kokani kokani mutzig silent pool gin jägermeister carver colonel table beer but what is your final choice? What is your wild card? Well, this is um, a tremendous drink that I I drank um, a couple of years ago in in Vancouver, and as I've mentioned before, Canadians like a, a being a bit different from Americans. So the Canadian version of a Bloody Mary is called a Caesar. The Caesar being where they've They've replaced the tomato juice with clamato juice. Because quite often <laughs> you have a Bloody Mary, you think, oh, it could do a bit more clam. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so that's good. But there's, a, there's a, a trend relatively recently in Canada where of putting food in it. So it might be like a bit of crispy bacon or something mm. like that. I've heard that with Bloody Marys, definitely if having bacon in well, it. Well, yeah. there is a bar in Vancouver called Score on Davy. And if you could go, everyone listening, go into their minds... And, and mm. look it up. Um, Score and Davy, there was a drink called a Checkmate Caesar. And when you will see it, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I am going to have to look this up in my mind. What's the name of the pub again? Score on Davy. Scoreondavy.com. I appreciate this is an audio podcast. And this is. Uh, oh my yes, God. Exactly. Oh, holy. Oh my God. This, this has got a burger in it. This this Caesar, this bloody Caesar has got a burger in so it. So this is basically more of a feat of engineering than a drink. Essentially, what you have in this, uh, to describe it to people and the Checkmate Caesar, it's a, it's a Caesar at the bottom, your clamato drink. And then on top of it, you've got 
a variety of things, including an entire spatchcock chicken, some chicken wings, a um, burger. There's a hot dog there. There's a pulled pork bun. So kind of gherkin thing. A little chocolate brownie on the side, some onion, onion rings. rings. Yeah. Mm. it's It looks like something that's definitely featured on Man vs. Food. Yes. So we when we were there, um, most recently, someone in our group did buy one of these. I think it was like $60. So I think that's probably... £30-ish, a rough guess, something £20, £30-ish. Um, the problem is the amount of drink does not match the amount of food you've got. So yeah. <laughs> it takes like several people to eat the food, but then you're sharing one relatively small drink. And also, it doesn't look as good as it does in the promotional photograph. I can imagine. You know when you see things in McDonald's or something and, and it looks nothing like what you receive? It doesn't. It looks a lot sadder than it The does reality of a, of a chicken on a glass of drink yes. but I really will be hits serving, home when you order it. I will be serving one of these Checkmate Caesars as my wild card Amazing. Drink. It sort of looks a bit like someone has put a Bloody Mary at the bottom of a bin and then pulled it out at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. And also, when you, when, when you actually see it, there is an incredible use of long sort of cocktail stick type, um, almost like kebab skewers that they use to keep everything in place to bring it to your table because it could very easily go wrong. You're barred. Well, you're certainly not going to be able to ban overeating uh, in your pub or messy drinks. Um, but what thing are you going to bar from this idyllic alpine slope? I'm going to be banning table reservations from this. Pub. Oh, what a great like shout. It. Like it. Because I find it very... And, and I appreciate in COVID times it was slightly different and there had to be a system in place. Yes. But prior to that... Incredibly annoying when you go into a pub to have a drink and there's 10 tables and eight of them have got signs on them. No one there at the minute but saying you can't sit here because someone's going to have this table in half an hour. I think a pub should be first come, first served for a table. I think you should, um, if you get there and you can't get a table, it's your fault and you learn from that experience and you come back earlier the next day. If, If you really want to, if you are desperate to sit in this pub, you need to get there early for it and there is nothing worse if you're having an all-day session in a pub and you're sat down there and you've been drinking for hours and then someone comes over and puts the thing on there halfway through your drinking session saying someone's coming on this in two hours and you go i'm gonna be here all day it's a very tricky because the problem with it is you're not just reserving it from the time someone wants to be there you have to reserve it in advance because you don't want to interrupt a group so you think if a pub is busy enough that you need to reserve a table, surely the pub is busy enough that it shouldn't allow yeah. reservations. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But then, on the other hand, if a pub is making most of its money off food, like so my local pub does like Thai food and it's really good Thai food. And so many of those sort of hybrid Thai or whatever, you know, pizza place pubs. It's a tricky one, but I've, I've got to say I'm actually with you, Robbie. I don't mind a separate dining area that can have reservations. I don't mind that in a separate room. That's fine. But in the main bar bit, you shouldn't be able to drink reserve a table. Because the other side of the coin is I hate a restaurant where they don't do reservations. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to queue outside. Yeah, that's very stressful because <laughs> you don't know whether you're going to eat that evening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or how, or what time you'll be eating or anything, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think also it creates a very awkward moment where you go to a table and it says uh, Jess and Dave from 7.30pm. So you sit down there at 6.30 and you're like, oh, we'll just have a couple of drinks. 7.30 comes, there's no Jess and Dave. 7.50 comes, there's still no Jess and Dave. 8 o'clock, suddenly a group come in and sort of start looking shifty and you're sort of like, well, you weren't here at 7.30. When <laughs> it's sort of a, it's yeah. And I think if they do do it, it's it's incumbent on the bar staff to have that from the moment the pub opens. You shouldn't be allowed to put that down at a table that already has people at. As sometimes happens, saying, oh, this is reserved from six, by the way. But you won't be here because it's in two hours. I'll still be here. I could drink for two hours. Yeah. No, I, I thoroughly agree with that. Um, barring table reservations, uh, uh, except from in a separate dining room. But it has separate to be a separate area. room. It has, yes, it does have to be a separate room. Or at least clearly demarked, even if it is part of the same wider space. Maybe by some kind of velvet rope or something. Or, tell you area. what, it has to have a tablecloth on it. Simple that solution. Works. Yeah. If yeah, it's got a works. tablecloth and place settings, then you can reserve it. I'm a big fan of Skians. I think we mentioned Skians before. Irish pub in kind of around Nunhead, New Cross area. Where the th- they do Thai food, but there is literally... You go in the garden and there's just another building which is the Thai restaurant bit. You still get drinks from the bar, but it's a totally different realm. Almost like <laughs> having being able to bring your own but draft. Yeah. Be very nice. Yeah. On the subject of um, pubs, as we have been on quite a bit, I, I'm from the Isle of Sheppey in Kent, and it's not the best place if anyone's ever visited, visited it or been lucky enough to. And I brought some friends down who were from Bognor. They came down for a weekend to visit. And I was, say, and I was trying to pre-warn them. I was saying... Sheppy's not amazing, like a lot of it, and and a lot of things. I know. Okay, we're from Bognor. I don't think it's going to be worse than Bognor. I'm like, no, okay, maybe not. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> and I took them to Laysdown, that is like the sort of holiday resort bit of Sheppy. And they there was a pub there, and I didn't go in because I was driving. They went in to get some drinks, and they went in. They came back out. and They said, "I've never seen anything like it." He said they ordered like four beers, and he said they didn't have anything on draft. The guy went and got four cans of Fosters. Out of a cupboard, not even a fridge. Oh, no. They weren't even cold. It was just a cupboard oh with four kinds of fossils. That was their default beer. They were going. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. This is much worse than Bogner. I was going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, room temperature fosters. Is there? Is there a sort of? Oh, a worse hell. I think a warm bottle of Peroni or Bex is really not fun. Yeah, that's the nightmare when you. I mean, you know, nice problem to have, but you turn up backstage at a gig and they've they've just got four bottles of Bex on a table. Lined up, yeah. With a, yeah. <laughs> with a bottle opener next to them, as if anyone would want to drink room temperature beer. <laughs> we just don't have it. Hurry up, please. It's time. So you've definitely got a theme to this pub, Robbie. It's mountainous. It's ski resort. It's when you've seen it. Force majeure. Um, but what are you going to call it? I thought about this quite a bit. I think I'm probably going to have to go something bin related, perhaps. <laughs> probably just. I love that that's not a, th- not a theme of any other element. No, of the pub. it's not. It's going to be it's quite not, confusing to people. Okay, how about I will call no, it. No, um, you can go bin related. I think no, that's no, very I'm you. still going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to call it. 
the Bindayan Mountain. The <laughs> Bindayan Mountain. Just That's to cover nice. both sides of it. That was a very on-the-spot decision to change the name there. I've not, I've not run it through focus groups, but that's sure. That's what we'll go for. What about the Bin's arms? Could be good as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, that works. Or the Bin Day slope. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the Bin Day and mountain, it is lovely. And usually at this point, we would ask our guests to select a song to play them out of the moon <laughs> underwater. Um, but it, you, you don't need to narrow it down because no. yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be track four, is it? <laughs> no, it's not, not going to be a B side <laughs> yeah. in, in a live version. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Robbie. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Where can people see all of the stuff that you're doing? It's originally called Robbie Knox. Robbie um, Knox. I know. It's 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 people know how to work the internet. Just write my name in or something. <laughs> and I did, forgot to mention it. There's a really wonderful conversation you have with Tubes about about his, uh, heart, about his attack. heart attack. Yes, incredible bit of bit of content. Yeah, it's it was a really interesting chat because it, it, it's basically I've never no one none of my peers had had a heart attack before, fortunately, sort of thing. So having an honest conversation about things. Like the weird things that you don't get in doctor's leaflets, like that he said his beforehand his penis shrunk quite a lot during like that, which obviously has something to do with the blood flow and all that sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, things things like that. Yeah, no, it wasn't interesting. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so do head over to YouTube and subscribe. That's the most important thing, guys. You've got to subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe <laughs> uh, to Robbie Knox. Hey, why not give Bad Golf a like and subscribe while you're there to just increase the joy of uh, people's uh, content out there. And we thank you so much, Robbie, for coming to create the Bin Day and Mountain and to play you out. It has to be Tran and Lugan Nicht. <laughs> I'm so sorry. By Michael Hall. Die große Stadt lockt mit ihrem Glas Schönen Frauen mit Musik und Tanz. Doch der Schein hält nie, was er dir verspricht. So there he goes, old Robbie of the Knox, old RK, uh, Romeo Kilo. Next week, we are joined by Abigail Newton, the National Vice Chairman of Camera. Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Alpha, Camera, Campaign for Real Ale. So we can't wait to speak to her about her life in pubs, her pub in lives, uh, about Camera at Sen, the workings therein, uh, about how they're modernising, about how they're keeping some traditions alive. So look forward to speaking to Abigail next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 